Hello everyone, welcome to A Day in the Life podcast. I'm Leanne and each week I'll be joined by a range of employers from different industry sectors. We'll discover what their career looks like, how they got there, the highs, the lows and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for coming on to our Day in the Life podcast, Isla. It's lovely to be chatting with you again. So just to give our listeners a little bit of a background, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, really nice to be here today. I'm currently working as the University Partnerships Team Lead for the Northern Region for FBM Group. I'm based in the Leeds Academy, but I also studied English Literature at the University of Leeds. I was there for, for three years and graduated in 2019. So when I went into this role, it was my first role out of university. I've always lived in Leeds. So I went to high school here, sixth form here, then came to the university. And obviously now I'm working here too. Yeah, see, I met you when you were still a student at the University of Leeds. Yeah, we worked together for a little while, didn't we? And um, you're now the University Partnerships Team Lead at FDM, which is really great to see how your careers just progressed. So can you give us a little walkthrough of how you got to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So as you mentioned, obviously, Leanne, like we worked together when I was in my final year of university. It all started off really with a variety of different jobs that I did alongside my studies of English. So I worked as a summer accommodation vacation assistant for student services for a while um, during the summer. I also did telephone fundraising for the Footsteps Fund at the university and eventually went into the part-time job at the Career Centre. So working, you know, obviously alongside yourself and everyone else at the employer engagement team, which was which was fantastic. I mean, to be really honest with you, that is kind of when I'd noticed the breadth of opportunity that you can access through the university, which you don't tend to think about a lot when you are in first year, I must say, but which is probably similar to a lot of people. But I guess when you get into your final year and everything's getting a bit more serious, you're looking at those different avenues. I think during my time in the team, that's when I'd realised, you know, wow, like the university has so many partnerships with different employers and, and places that you can actually find yourself in terms of finding your career so it was great for me to obviously get involved with kind of the in Leeds event employer engagement presentations sessions posting vacancies I think that was a big one that gave me the the inside scoop into the roles and the kind of roles actually that we have so during that time, I posted a job for University Partnerships and Recruitment Consultant. That was one of one of the many jobs that I posted during my time. And, and I thought, you know, I was really quite intrigued by the concept of, of working with universities from an employer perspective, I guess. And also, you know, getting a job which involved talking to people because when you come from an English literature background and humanities I think generally can probably relate you know it's more difficult for you to put yourself somewhere rather than in a lab or as a doctor doing medicine you know it's not as straightforward it it became really clear to me that I just wanted to speak to people that was what I was passionate about so I'd had kind of a mock interview I think you'll remember when I had that mock presentation in the career center (laughs) just to get myself ready for the interview because I was so nervous but yeah I essentially got the got the role in August started in September 2019 and then from there on really got promoted to senior in March 2020 and more recently team lead is a promotion that I got in September so that's pretty much my journey from the beginning of university to now. 
Oh, congratulations on the promotion. Great to hear that your career is developing at FDM. And I remember being in the office with you in the careers service and you really did take advantage of all the services that are on offer at the careers centre, you know, like using my career to search for vacancies, booking appointments with the careers advisors, getting involved with the events that were taking place at the time. And these are all things that are accessible to all students and graduates at the University of Leeds. It's not just because you worked there, you know, this is something that everyone can take advantage of. And the fact that you found out about FDM through looking at the vacancies and going to the In Leeds event. So it's really nice to hear that the events that we run as a service can have such an impact. And I really recommend events such as employer presentations, workshops, careers fairs, because you just don't know who you might meet and where those encounters can lead to. Obviously, for yourself, it led to starting your career at FDM, which sounds like it's going really well for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing I was going to mention as well, because I had loads of friends who were in final year at the same time. And I think, you know, when people think about where they should be looking on jobs and stuff, it for some reason, it wasn't at the forefront of people's mind to be looking on my career and the kind of element of being able to filter the roles as well, according to what you wanted, according to what you wanted to look for. These are all things I think like when I shared it with my friends, they were a bit like, oh my God, that's great. Um, And that's the thing, isn't it? I think there's so many different platforms and ways that you can look at vacancies, but the ones on my career more specifically are just so much more tailored to people who are at that stage of leaving university, which is obviously a huge advantage as well. Absolutely. And you'll know um, more than anyone because you were in charge of publishing them and monitoring everything that they are checked by a team of people to make sure that they are really high quality roles and that there's nothing slipping through the net that isn't suitable for our students. So yeah, really good resource to make the most of there. And just having read this on FDM's website, there are over 5,000 employees and more than 85 nationalities working together at FDM. So it's a pretty huge company, isn't it? Yeah, we've got academies in Frankfurt, APAC region, so Singapore, Australia, America. And I think the great thing about that is networking with people across the globe. Because people are so different in different countries and to kind of find your counterpart in terms of a different country who's maybe doing a similar role to you is quite strange when you're like on a team call and it's like, oh, it's the team lead for Frankfurt on the phone. So it's truly exciting to just be able to speak to people in, in other countries who've, you know, kind of going through the same motions in terms of the role, but just from a different standpoint um, and cultural viewpoint as well, which is always really nice. I think... Another advantage as well is the organisation's been around for over 30 years. And I think when you look at larger organisations, they've probably been around for a little longer. And the benefit of that is having the ability as well to network and talk to people who've built their careers there from maybe an age where they started out in a particular department, in a particular role, and now they're the global head or someone overseeing a large amount of the UK. And just getting their insight getting their view in terms of their own journey it's always great to learn from people when you come in and you're starting your career and your journey because it just gives you an idea of what you can achieve in the long run you know after a few years where could you possibly be so that was also something really really cool about being in a large organization but 
ultimately it is about the people that you can meet. There's just so many different types of people from all sorts of walks of life. And that was something really cool for me coming out of university to go into work and kind of interact with people with all sorts of accents and backgrounds. I thought that was really, really beneficial as well. Has most of that networking been remote or are there in-person meetings that are taking place now too that things have lifted a little bit with the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because a lot of it's been virtual, obviously due to kind of recent events and and for myself specifically, because I've been at FDM for two and a half years, my first six months was in the office and then everything was locked down for around about a year, a year and a half. (laughs) So coming back was funny, but I think it's great now. It's kind of returning to how it was with the flexibility of working which I think is reflective of what people need which is great during my time at FDM I've done something like for instance reverse mentoring so reverse mentoring someone really really senior in the business this person was based in the US so they've just managed actually to have a trip to to the Leeds office really recently so I met them in person for the first time and I've been doing reverse mentoring with them for quite a few months so That was really great because I never envisioned that I'd come across them and actually speak to them in person. It's really great and and it's definitely going back to the norm in some spaces, obviously with that element of thinking about how often people want to be in and stuff, but it's good to get that variety, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's nice that there are now opportunities to meet people properly. So aside from the meeting new people and the networking, what are some of the other favourite parts of your job? I think the key things that stand out to me, one of which is obviously going into my my role, it was more predominantly recruitment and university partnerships. So a lot of it was to do with recruiting graduates. And there's something that's just so lovely about meeting someone perhaps on campus, taking it from the very first step of their journey and, and, you know, taking them through, watching them gain confidence over video interview stage, final interview stage, and essentially just being the one to say, congratulations, you've got your offer. It's a really nice thing to see someone really excited to embark on the next chapter. And I think that is a huge part of of why I love this role. It's it's more to do with, because obviously I've been in this role now for plus two years. So I've seen people come in from the beginning, from when I first started, the first people I took through that stage, to now be flourishing on client site, you know, really embedded within the client site and their team and having a great time. So just seeing their progression, their development is something that I've really, really loved. Working in events, as you'll probably know, Leanne, is super fun. So (laughs) university partnerships and that side of things obviously has its perks as well. So I think the key thing that I've really loved about this role is the capacity to, to build and develop new content that reflects what graduates and students resonate with at the moment. So Things like digital upskilling boot camps, these are things that we've developed in response to what graduates want to be doing, what graduates want to get stuck into, and students as well, of course. Sessions, for instance, like our diversity and technology session, which myself and team lead South Christie kind of put our heads together, put that session together, because we really do believe it is reflective of what students and graduates want to find out about as well in the current climate. So yeah, the scope to create new things is always something that... I knew I always loved, but obviously in light of this particular role, it's definitely allowed me to grow on that and see that flourish as well. But yeah, I think the team, I mean, I can't explain how brilliant it is to just have a supportive team and have a supportive manager who champions your development and a team that's passionate and enthusiastic. 
and that makes coming into work quite a pleasure to be honest absolutely it's so important to just have that sense of team culture there and it, it really does make all the difference especially when we have been working remotely for quite some time and it's really interesting to hear you talking about the creativity side of the role we've noticed that this is a skill that a lot of employees are looking for at the moment it's cropping up in a lot of job specs. We've been doing sessions about why having a creative mind is really useful to employers. So it's a really great example you provided there. And it's not necessarily creativity in the artistic sense. It's more about bringing vision to the role, having ideas, thinking outside of the box. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, as well, is that's not something sometimes you get at the beginning. And I certainly can't say that I just walked in and and saw, yeah, actually, there's space for this session. But the thing about it is you learn so quickly from the environment you're in when you go in as relatively new and you might notice some gaps. And it's about thinking outside the box in terms of how you can tackle those gaps and, and how you can bring new ideas to solve maybe existing problems, provide solutions. So yeah, I completely agree. It's a mindset that you can go into an organization with and it's something that you can definitely build and grow during your time at work as well but yeah absolutely agree at at the importance of of creativity and thinking outside the box absolutely so fdm sit within the it sector you're from a, a humanities background so from your point of view what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about working in the technology sector obviously coming from an english lit background and applying for this role you know you've got to kind of be knowledgeable about technology the various different avenues available i think the key misconceptions about it is that expectation of coding that's associated with every element of it it's almost like if i'm going to technology i need to be able to code i need to be able to code in all sorts of different languages i need to have a computer science degree and that's not the case actually I've seen plenty of people people who know how to code who don't have computer science degrees I've seen people who've for example gone into technical operations which is more kind of the security networking side of things um, robotic process automation which perhaps aren't as coding heavy as as being something like a software developer but that's the misconception about it I guess that um, working in tech you know is something that's quite hard that's something that's perceived as well but I think when you look at all of the different resources that are available online there's so many free resources like Code Academy, W3 Schools if someone's got an interest in technology they shouldn't be deterred by the concept of it being too difficult or it being too demanding or demanding x y and z but rather there's so many things that you can actually do to upskill and educate yourself in something that you're interested in as well and I've seen people from all sorts of different degree backgrounds do the craziest streams I mean I've seen software developers you know people who come from particularly actually someone who'd come from languages and a linguistics background and they were actually very good at software development because there's a lot of transferable skills when you're learning perhaps different languages and you're learning different coding languages you know what's the key difference it's a really similar skill set so you've got to really take a step back and think about the kind of skills that you have that can relate to the role that you want to go for. A lot of misconceptions around technology are to do with that. And I think anyone can do tech. I've definitely seen it during my time at FDM as well. 
yeah, even for me personally, I would just assume that you would need a degree in a related field to go into a role like this. But yeah, it's not always the case. And do FDM recruit from all degree backgrounds? Yeah, yeah. So we recruit from all degree backgrounds. So essentially final years, but What we've seen as well is, like I said, that background, for instance, software testing. So someone with a graphic design background can really do great in software testing because, again, testing fabrics, things like that, that kind of element of attention to detail, that all transfers across really well. And we've kind of seen that in terms of the training we offer, just giving people that that element of support going into working with the client. In regards to the kind of starting point, it's just more about a demonstrable passion for something. And if you have that passion, you kind of go in above and beyond to read read a bit more into it, see what it's all about. Then yeah, degree background doesn't doesn't matter as much, I would say. So people shouldn't be put off if, if they feel like, oh, I don't know anything about technology because it sounds like there's lots of training at FDM and lots of support and guidance. So yeah, it's reassuring, I'm sure, to hear for a lot of people who maybe don't know what they want to do right now. And have you learned anything surprising about yourself in this role? Yeah, I think over time, I've learned definitely the value of good networking skills. And when you meet someone, for instance, and I think to be honest, really honest, it can be harder virtually, absolutely, because you don't have that element of maybe coming into the office and walking past that person saying, hi, I've heard X, Y, and Z about you, it'd be great to have a chat. Or maybe seeing someone in the lunch area, which is obviously a really great way to network generally. I think with the hybrid way of working coming in, I would always advise good networking skills. I think the thing that surprised me is how much you can gain in terms of knowledge and insight from networking with people who are already there. But also expressing a desire to to excel and progress goes a long way in the working environment. And what will surprise well, what surprised me is is the difference between university work life and work life, you know, at work. I mean, I guess <laughs> university is it's all about graded projects and assignments and exams. Whereas in work, there's a combination of things like proactivity, thinking outside the box and creativity, which obviously we discussed earlier as well. And things like leadership skills, which which do grow with time. But these are all things that are associated with being confident, I think, which again does grow with time. But it's also something that I've learned can make a huge impact is having that confidence and, and having that collaboration of different things as well. But I think you know, when you look at your first role, you have kind of a general idea of what you're looking for, whether it's talking to people, whether it's manipulating data for people who are interested in data, seeing results. And I think seeing positive results from your efforts is definitely the best thing that can keep you motivated. So yeah, a lot of things I've learned over the past um, couple of years, but yeah, it's been really good to, good to go through that journey. Yeah, it's so true. The point you made about expressing a desire to further your skills. I think if you show that you really want to get involved with a role, it really does go a long way and it does get noticed at work and most employers will see your enthusiasm and help you develop professionally and you know like you say through that you'll gain so much confidence and experience to move into other areas. Yeah I think I was going to mention because at university there's a lot around criteria so when you meet a certain criteria you get a certain grade whereas at work there's almost not a criteria I mean you've got kind of the criteria but going above and beyond it and seeing you know what else can I do what else can I bring 
what else can I look at innovating um that that gets you noticed a lot more at work um so yeah it, it relates a lot to the creativity aspect we discussed before but I guess just in a different form yeah absolutely usually employers are quite flexible and they're more than happy to to yeah help you develop your interests it's usually met with a lot of enthusiasm from the employer because it just shows that you are genuinely interested in the role and just developing your skills and finally so last question what do you wish you would have known before embarking on your career at FDM that's a huge question (laughs) I wish I would have known not to put too much pressure on myself when it comes Mm -hmm. to starting your career because I know Leanne you'll probably think back when I was absolutely flapping around like I don't know which role I'm gonna get I don't know what to do because you know especially when you come from an English lit background or humanities background and there's so many other backgrounds that don't have a defined journey associated with them you do kind of think oh I've got to find you know x role because that's what everyone else on my course is doing and if I don't find it and I do something else that'll be the wrong decision and you go through all sorts of emotions the thing that I'd learn is that work life is a lot more fluid than people think so what I would tell myself back then is you might start somewhere shift to a completely different space over the course of a few years you might start off as more of a generalist and move into something more specialist with time and I think prior to starting your career you feel like the initial job that you'll have I mean that's going to be it for the next couple of years and that's not the case because there's so many things you factor in progression can change the way that your role looks other elements like different departments in the organization that you're in can change where you are in terms of your role and what you're doing from what you went into so I think what I would say is try try hard not to predict the journey as much and just let the journey kind of happen and just give it your all in terms of applying and things like that and networking and, and that's that's the most that you could do I guess but another thing I think I always thought about was having an English degree and I thought if I didn't go into teaching I didn't know what I would do which is again a huge misconception that a lot of people have especially when you come from humanities background but I think the thing to think about is you know what I would have wanted to tell myself as well is that good communication skills and the kind of skills that you can get critical thinking and things like that from these sorts of subjects goes a long way when it comes to thinking about work scenarios communicating with people at work as well and I think that's something that transfers across really really well but you know even though I wish I'd have known these things I guess I'm really happy to have kind of learned them on the journey and it's nice to also share that perspective uh, with other students and graduates as well. I think that's really valuable advice from from somebody who's recently been through the process of, of figuring it out. I do remember when we were working together and you didn't really know what your career was going to look like. You had a very open mind. I remember you were just applying for yeah just different things and like you say it's probably quite rare these days to go into a job after university and stay there it sounds like you've learned so much about yourself and your passions through doing something quite unexpected so hopefully our listeners will be inspired to go for roles that they might not feel eligible for and yeah you never know where your degree can lead it's all experience doors can open and like you say you can't predict what will happen so sometimes it's best to try not to and um, 
are FDM currently hiring at the moment, Isel? Yeah, yeah. So we are currently hiring. We are hiring business and technical consultants. So we've got our 2022 intake open. So graduates in final year can definitely apply for our 2022 intake. But also if people have already graduated and they're looking for opportunities, we normally recruit on a rolling basis as well. So we have opportunities throughout the year for those people too. But When you're looking at business, you're looking at things like business analysis and project management, risk regulation and compliance. And then on the tech side, you've got everything from kind of the more coding type type streams like software development, all the way to things like technical operations um, and also software testing and things like that. So, yeah, quite quite a range um, that we're currently recruiting for. Oh, brilliant. I will include a link to FDM's careers page for anyone, for any listeners who might want to check it out and see what's currently available at FDM. Yeah. And if any listeners did want to get in touch with you, Isel, are they able to connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love it when people connect with me on LinkedIn. So if anyone's got any questions or wants to have a conversation about anything mentioned, then happy to pick it up on there as well. I'll include your uh, LinkedIn address at the bottom of today's episode summary as well but yeah that wraps up today's episode I think it's been such a nice experience to chat with you again and see where you are with your career it sounds like you're learning so much and you're really getting on well at FDM which I'm really happy for you and thanks for all of your insights I think you've made some really valuable points there that hopefully listeners will will take on board and I'm sure it's reassuring for people to hear especially from the humanities background where it can be difficult to figure out what you want to do that there are options and you don't have to have it all figured out straight away absolutely yeah thank you so much for having me Leanne and that wraps up today's episode thanks for listening everyone be sure to check back for new episodes with more exciting guests in the future and we'll see you next time